You're listening to a live recording from one of our midweek services here at Cornerstone Church in Salisbury, North Carolina. We want to thank you so much for picking up these audio recordings. We believe they will be a blessing to your life. God moved mightily through this third installment of Faith to Possess the Land with Pastor Brandon Spiker. We hope you're ready for this powerful message. Let's walk into everything God has for us. Are you ready for the word tonight? Uh, the title of tonight, and uh, uh, it'll be a little different tonight because I feel this burning in my spirit, is uh, Faith to Possess the Land. Somebody say, Faith to Possess the Land. That's the actual title. I want to go to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1 through verse 9, and we'll read here. And now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord of the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. For every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and of this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river of Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites unto the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong. Everybody say be strong. Be strong. And be of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto thee to give their fathers to give to them. Verse 7, only be strong. Everybody say be strong. And very courageous that thou mayest observe and do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whatsoever over thou goest. Verse 8, this This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou shalt mayest observe and do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Okay, so he's going to make us prosperous, and then he says you're going to make your own way prosperous too. And then thou shalt have what? Good success. Last verse. Have I not commanded thee, be what? Strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Let's pray here. Father, we thank you for your word. Tonight, we thank you that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, going where no knife can go in the hearts of angels. Lord, I ask you to make my tongue the pen of a ready writer tonight. 
bless your people, move on their life, and we promise to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now go with me to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And I'm just going to read this here, Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And we went. Now faith is the substance of things. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, as we look at the book of Joshua, I, I really love the book of Joshua because it really is demonstrating here of people moving out of one season and into another season. They're moving from a season of deliverance into a season of possession. Look at somebody and say possession. You're moving, just go ahead and look at somebody and, and just prophesy to them real quick and say you're moving out of a season of deliverance uh, and you're moving into a season of possession. You can't, you can't continue to try to be delivered from something and possess something new at the same time. So God brings you out through what he has done at Calvary at the cross. Look at somebody and tell them I've been delivered. Now you've already been delivered. And we talked about this, that it's important that as you move forward in your walk with Lord, you need to quit trying to get there and realize due to what Christ has done at the cross, you're already at that place to receive what he has for your life. It's like trying, and, and many of us spend our lives trying to sit in a place we're already seated in. Can you say amen? The Bible says you're seated in what? Heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So if you're already seated, seating there, why are you trying to sit there if God has already placed you there? Can you say amen to that? So we have to get our mind switched from being delivered till we have been delivered. I always tell people if you have a sin consciousness, you'll always live and produce sin in your life. But if you believe and have a revelation of what has been accomplished at Calvary, you won't worry about sin, having a sin conscious because you will know that that has already been dealt with at the cross, that you're not a sinner, but you've been saved by grace. And now the Lord calls you the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Now that's good right there. And it's not, it's not that the devil's got a hold of you. It's just you hadn't switched from being delivered to walking in the place of possession to realize you're not the person you used to be because you've already been delivered. And God said, I don't need to get you out of something. I got you out of it 2,000 years at Calvary. I'm trying to get you into where you're called. I'm trying to get you in your purpose. I'm trying to get you in your destiny. I'm trying to 
to get you into the place where you can rule and reign with me. I'm trying to get, I don't need to get you out. I need to get you into something because if I ever get you, I feel like preaching here a little bit tonight. If I ever get you into it, the devil will not be able to stop my hand from moving in your life and the plans of God unfolding. Can you say amen? So there has to be a mentality change when you're going to possess the land. you you got to move out of that and move into something new. Now, in order to do that, you've got to learn to move beyond the issues. Look at somebody and tell them, move beyond the issues. Uh, you, you, some things you've got to realize that they are just a part of life. Did you hear what I said? Some things are just a part of life. And the biggest mistake that we experience is when we major on minor things and get stuck around a molehill that we're turning into a mountain. We're not possessing because we're occupied with something in our mind that really doesn't matter to even begin with. Can you say amen? I don't know about you, but I have recognized that God has called me he has appointed me. He has anointed me. I do not have time to, to, to deal with issues that are not going to amount to a hill of beans. I don't have time for it to occupy me. I don't have time to allow it to hold me up. I am going somewhere. God is calling me higher. And I'm not about to let little-minded, shallow people or situations and challenges hold me up from what? Walking into the blessing that God has for my life and my future. Did you hear what I said? Now, 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 now let me preach this. I got the microphone. Let me preach this here. Just, just, just chill for a minute here. Okay, l l listen to what I'm saying though. We spend most of our time fighting things that are not even necessary and is not going to produce fruit in our lives. And therefore, it is the way the enemy is occupying us, holding us hostage. We are stranded in a hallway, not knowing what door to go to because we are occupied with something that doesn't matter. But when you've been marked with purpose, when you have a calling and you begin to operate in faith, you're no longer being held hostage by little things and little people. Did you hear what I said? You're no longer being held hostage, but you say, listen, I've got too much. I have invested too much. I have cried too much. I have given too much. I have praised too much. I have prayed too much to let you stop me from moving into what God has on my life. I am brushing this thing off. I am getting beyond the issues. I am moving forward forward because God has a plan and I'm not about to let these little things mess it up. Can you say amen to that? It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. 
It's the things that you can't see or the thing, the little things that you give attention to that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what they said. It doesn't matter what they did. God loves you. He's got a plan for you. He still called you. He still marked you with his glory. He wants you to just get out of what other people think. Get in faith. Trust him because he's got something far greater for you than what anybody ever decided to give you. And let me tell you something. It takes faith to look beyond current states and season. It takes faith when your banking account is empty and you don't feel like you can go look at the house that God has promised you. It takes faith when it looks like everything is falling apart around you and it looks like everybody is sick around you and you're going, God, but everybody's sick and it looks like things are getting worse. It takes faith to look beyond the current situation and the circumstances senses and say I will lift my head to the my eyes to the hill because that is where my help cometh from the Lord my help doesn't come from man my help doesn't come from the government my help doesn't come from the people around me my help comes from the Lord some may trust in horses others may trust in chariots but I will trust in the name of God almighty I dare somebody to just give him praise. Oh, if I've got the name, I've got everything. If I've got the name of Jesus, I've got power over sickness. I've got power over lack. I've got power over guilt. I've got power over everything that the enemy would try to plant in my life to destroy me. Because if I've got the name, I've got everything. Give somebody a high five. Tell them just get, get, get in your faith. Get in your faith. And you know what? It pays to believe. While everybody else is living in doubt, wondering, Lord, how's it all going to happen? It, God always seems to send the ravens to the person who is believing and trusting. And, he, and he'll send when everybody else is suffering. He will send the blessing to you because you have trusted in him. You are believing that God is your source. Man is not your source. Nothing else is is your source but God and when you believe you better believe that payday is about to come to your house look at somebody and tell them it pays to believe now listen to this I guess I got to get to the text here sorry I was feeling it I'm still feeling it for Sunday that's what now, when God is speaking to Joshua, Pastor George, he keeps repeating himself uh, because he is developing the confidence within Joshua and the people of Israel. Now, listen to this. L listen to this. God is already referring them to the people of Israel, and they have yet to physically stand in the promised land. He always will call you victorious before it ever manifests in the natural. He's already called you healed. He's already called you delivered. 
He's already called you, seven. He's already called you those things that are not as though they were. But he keeps speaking to Joshua. He says, uh, have courage, have confidence, have, have courage, be strong. He keeps repeating them. And if you really study out the word confidence, really faith and confidence we've talked about are one and the same. If you've got confidence in something, you've got faith in that thing. How many of you are confident about what you do? You've been doing it long enough. You're confident in your ability to do it. And, and, and it's the same way with faith. When, when you are confident in something, you have faith in something. When you have faith in something, you are confident in that thing. That God is not a man that he should lie. If he said he was going to do it, he's not, he's not going to let you down. He might not do it the way you want him to do it. But he's going to do it because he is a rewarder of those who what diligently seek him. Now listen to this. Faith and confidence, he's speaking to us. Because faith and confidence activates the anointing. Did, did, did you hear what I said? It, it activates the anointing in your life. Somebody said, what is the anointing? It is the ability of God within you to produce God results out of you. You can, he, he stood in Genesis, he said, uh, I'll create men in my own image. And he said, he went on to go, he says, and, and they'll have dominion, Genesis 126, over the face of the earth. But then as he begins to speak, how many of you know God is a creator? He is the creator of all things. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead in you, it also enables you to create. So your faith acts, activates the ability of God within you to create or to produce what God produces. Did, did you hear that? So, so, so it, it, it would always manifest in the spirit before it ever manifests in the natural. So it has to manifest in your faith before it ever will manifest out into the natural realm. So when you are operating in faith, you are operating under the influence of the Holy Ghost and you are operating out of the ability to bring that which is impossible, possible. Okay? I'll, I'll never forget that, you know, my wife and I, she's in Florida by tonight, by the way, had to take care of some things. Uh, but I'll never forget last year, the Lord, you know, I, I was at the beginning of last year, like everybody, I was a little concerned of what was going to play out. But I refused. I, you, you know, I just turned off all the news channels and I recommend you do it sometime. I, I just turned it off. And uh, all of it off. And I just, I, I began to just seek the face of the Lord and said, Lord, you know, I know. I was just talking to the Lord and I just said, I, I know 
I'm your son, and I know you feed the birds of the air, neither do they sow nor reap. How much more do you care for me? And uh, the Lord said to me, he said, Brandon, I want you to go buy a house. I said, Lord, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Why would I go buy a house? He said, you go buy a house. He said, he said, I've done too much in your life and there's too great of anointing on your life for you to, for you to rent the rest of your life. That's what he said to me. Now, now when you're possessing the land with faith, you got to get out of a renter's mentality. All right, don't shout. It's all right, I ain't scared of y'all. You, you got to get out of that mentality if you're gonna if you're gonna possess the land. He said, "There's too great of a I put too great of anointing on your life, and I bless you for you to rent the rest of your life." I said, "But Lord, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know what if everything falls apart?" He said, "He said, business, ministry, or anything is not your source." He said to me, "I am your source." And I will preserve you just as I did with Isaac in a famine. That's what he said to me. So I, I woke up the next morning. I told Tara, I said, we're going to buy a house. She said, now? I said, yeah, now. We're going to buy a house. So uh, I, I, I got to looking and everything. And then we, we contacted a a realtor, and I, I was just thinking and processing. We went and looked at a few places, and I just was like, no, that's not it, and that's not it, and that's not it. And uh, I called the realtor, and, and I told the realtor exactly what I wanted. I said, this is what I want to pay. This is how many bedrooms. This is how many square foot, because I had prayed about it with the Lord, and I would already got a revelation exactly what I wanted. And I said, this, this is what I'm going to get right here. This is what I'm looking for. So she said to me, she said, well, let me get on my computer right now. So she got on her computer, she started pulling up things, and she said, there's this new neighborhood, she says, it's a brand new neighborhood, there's, they're, they're, they're about 70% done with it. She said, uh, there's some houses in there uh, you could go look at in the morning uh, to go do it. So, I, and she sent me some links, and I started looking at it, and in my spirit, I, I, I knew at that moment, this was the community I, I was that the Lord wanted us to live in. I just knew it. I said to my wife, I said, this is it. My wife felt the, the agreement in her spirit. I said, this, this is the community. We pull in there, we, we go, and we get out, and this guy's going to show us who used to be a worship leader at a church. He was working in there, and he, he's going to show us some houses. We look at the first house. I said, no, this ain't it. This, this ain't the one. He goes, and he shows us another one. And then my wife said to me, she goes, uh, this, is, this is it. This is the one. And I felt it in my spirit as soon as you said it. I said, you're right. This is the one. So I said to him, I said, uh, I need to get qualified for it. He said, well, they'll call you on the phone because they were doing everything, qualifications on the phone. And I sat in that house, the model of that house they were going to build. I sat in there and I propped my feet up like I was living in it. <laughs> I did. I, I just propped up in that model home on the couch waiting for them to call me. I'm looking around, you know, just looking Facebook, looking around. 
different things like that, checking it out, seeing seeing how you know uh, how it's going and stuff. And 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 I, they finally called me and they started asking me all these questions and different things. And they said, "Well, uh, all right, you're 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 good to go. You're pre-qualified." I said, "That's it." They said, "Yeah, that, that, that's it." And uh, they got the ball rolling. I said, uh, "Well, I want this house." And uh, the person, they, they said, well, I don't know. The guy on the phone goes, I don't think that one's available. I think it's under contract. I said, no, I know it's my house. Just like that, I said, it's my house. He goes, well, I got to call them. And he calls, he calls them. He goes, and he goes, and they figured out, oh, that the people who were buying it backed out of it. And they had to because it was my house. <laughs> Wasn't their house. And then the next day we get a call. They, they, you know, they were doing a promotion. They, we got an interest rate at like 2.5. I'm like, pretty good. And uh, it's going great. And he called us the next day. He said, uh, you know, we're going to give you $8,000 for your closing costs, but uh, talk, your realtor talked to us. We're going to give you 12000 I said, thank you very much. And I, my wife and I, every day, we'd go in there because, you know, they play it till the end, these underwriters. <laughs> we play it to the end. And we'd go by there every day, and I'd go in there, and I'd walk around in the house. And I'd stand there and go, Lord, wherever where the soul of your foot shall tread. I'll possess the land. So I, I just walk around in the house and I'd walk around in the yard. I mean, it, they were still building it. They were still, it, it just had the, the, the foundation laid and stuff. But I knew that was, that was the house, the corner lot. We wanted a corner lot and everything. It was the biggest yard in the neighborhood, a gated community. I said, Lord, I, I, I want that. that. That's the one. My wife kept saying, this, this is our lot. This is where, and I said, that's right. So we just kept walking it and, and, uh, you know, they kept just putting it off and putting it off and putting. We were pre-qualified, but they want to wait till the last minute before they tell you, 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 you're gonna, you know, it's all going to work out and everything. And they would throw some ridiculous stuff at me because I had multiple streams of income coming in. So they saw that I bought a watch for an X amount of dollars and. It, it was an expensive watch, and they saw I bought it. So they wanted to know why did I need a, a you know an X amount of dollars for this watch and and all this stuff. And so I had to prove why I've got an expensive watch, and I had to do all this stuff. And I kept saying I'd get so irritated. I said to the lady, "Would you like a DNA sample too?" Because I'm. I'm at that point, you know, but I kept just walking my feet on that property and I would constantly say, everywhere the sole of my foot shall tread, I'll possess the land. Lord, your word said it. I believe it. You're not a man that you should lie. If you said it, it's going to come to pass. So I'm just going to start walking on it. I'm just going to get in it. I'm going I'm to sit in this house. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look in the, I, so I'd just go sit in the house for 30 minutes and answer phone call because it was already my house you know and, and, and some of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy but I learned to speak it before I ever before it was ever physically on the paper and that's what faith does. It goes and puts his feet on. Some of y'all been praying for a new car but you're too scared to go to the lot and put your feet in it. 
Oh, it's quiet in here now. You're scared to get that house, but you won't go look and put your feet in the house and get on your knees and say, God, you told me wherever the sole of my foot, you say, but I don't have it all. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. If God, if it's in his word and that is his plan for your life, there's not a devil in hell. God help me right now. I said, there's not, I wish about five people would get this in their spirit. There's not a devil in hell that is going to stop the purpose of God from being. But is there anybody here who could just pick up your foot and put it down and say, Lord, everywhere the sole of my foot shall tread, you have promised me we will possess the land. We'll take possession of it. So, Lord, we're going to possess the land. We're going to possess the city of Salisbury. We're going to possess Rowan County. Everywhere we go, Cornerstone is going to possess and take from the kingdom of darkness and bring it over into the kingdom of light. Can you say amen to that? And he said, if you obey the word of the Lord, he spoke to him, go and you'll possess it. And if you go and on the commandment of it, if you go in obedience to the word, he says, I'll make your way prosperous and then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll get a double portion of prosperity on your life. Can you say amen? And let me tell you, when the spirit of prosperity hits your life, people that wanted to tell you no will have to tell you yes. I was in Baton Rouge going to a conference. I didn't, I didn't even want to go to the conference. I got invited by someone. If I mentioned their name, you would know them. And I went to the conference, and I was in the hotel. And when I went to the hotel I, that morning, I had to get an early flight. I went to breakfast. I was, I'd been up all night, you know, evangelist traveling. And I got there because I'd preached the night before. And I get to the hotel, and I sit down, and... And the ladies look at, she serves me breakfast and all that, those things. And, and she says to me at the end, I said, uh, can I have the check, please? She said, uh, no, don't, don't worry about it. She said, while you were sitting here, I just felt like I couldn't charge you and that I needed to pay for it for myself. I, I said, ma'am, please don't do that. She said, no. She said, there's something different about you. There, 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 when, I, when you walked in here, I felt something. I felt something. She said, but I can't charge you. She goes, I, she goes, I just, I, I feel like I, I just can't do it. So she paid for it out of her own pocket. And I said, well, at least I left a $20 bill tip on the table. I said, at least take that. And then I go the next morning and, and that lady's not there, but there's a male wait, waiter and he comes up to, and, and he's serving me and stuff. He said, sir, I, I, he said, I, I don't know you, but I can't charge you. I said, Lord, they must have got the memo at this restaurant. Jesus. He said, I can't charge you. He said, I, I want to bless you with breakfast today. You just look like a man of God. I said, I am a man of God. And, and, and I thought, Lord, I thank you, God, that you are causing. They not, might not even know you, but your word says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the right. They, and, and I'm not calling them wicked, they, but I'm telling you right now, you when you begin to operate out of faith and obedience, the Lord will cause the world to come and lay their treasures at your feet. 
they'll, they'll, they'll lay their treasures at, at your feet. They did it in the book of Acts. They laid it at the apostles' feet. They'll lay it at your feet when you get beyond the minor issues and you just begin to go put your feet on it. He says, be strong, be confident. He's saying, let your faith build, Joshua. Let your faith increase. Because when you go put your feet on it, your faith will also increase. And a lot of times we're waiting to feel something or see something. You're waiting to get your ducks in a row. And I got news for you. They ain't ever going to be in a row. They ain't ever going to be in a row. You got to do it in faith. There are blessings you're waiting on for God to give you, but God's not going to give them to you till you go put your feet on it. got faith to put your feet on it. He says, I'll give it to you. You gotta put your feet on it. Some of y'all might sound ridiculous, but you should throw all your debt on the floor and just put your feet on it. God will give you a creative idea how to completely wipe that debt out. And you'll live free. No believer is called to live under debt. No believer. Almost there. Personally, Terry and I are almost there. I've made it a point. We are, we will be the lender and not the put my feet on it. Can you, can you say amen? Put your feet on it. You gotta put my feet on it. You, it. You'd be amazed if you'll go put your feet on it. God will give you a creative miracle to pay for it in full. Because if it's his will, it's his bill. I have never done this on a Wednesday night. I feel, I feel my spirit to lay hands on people here tonight. That there's going to be a supernatural increase in your faith tonight. The Bible talks about transferring the gift of faith. It's called the impartation. Something's going to be, something's going to ignite in your life. You are not going to be held back any longer by what you're seeing in the natural. And you're not going to be moved either when you hear a bad report. But you'll just keep driving and smiling. Like nothing ever happened. Because you already know who's granted you the victory. He said, he said, they'll not even be able to stand in front of you to stop what I'm going to do in your life. 
Wow, what a powerful message from Pastor Brandon Spiker. If you've been blessed by this word, we want to encourage you to head over to www.mycornerstone.church or the Church Center app where you can share your testimony with us. We'd love to hear it. You can also send in your prayer requests, and we also want to encourage you to sow into this ministry so that we can continue to reach people all around the world. While you're there, you can also stay in the loop with all of the upcoming events happening here at Cornerstone. Be sure to join us in person on Sundays at 10 a.m., Wednesdays at 7 p.m., or Saturdays at 6 p.m. for our Spanish service. Your family is always welcome here. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.